1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Good evening, Fight fans. It's 2020 and we are kicking off the year on the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network, with the first fight on the zone of 2020, I'm your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge And tonight's main event that we're providing alternative commentary for is Jaime Mungia versus Gary O'Sullivan. And is at this time, I'd like to remind you that with great mustache comes great responsibility. Uh Jaime is thirty-four and O with twenty-seven KOs. He vacated his uh previous title on November twenty-third, twenty nineteen, so he could move up to middle weight. And uh this fight with Gary O'Sullivan, who is thirty and three with twenty-one KOs, is supposed to be a test at this weight, as he is being groomed to fight Canelo, possibly later in the year. After Canelo eventually maybe kind of sort of fights Billy Joe Saunders. And that's how we got to this fight here in DAZN, uh, at the Alamo Dome. Joining me to provide, to uh, step in as a replacement, unfortunately, John Ward cannot be with us tonight. He had a family emergency. So pinch hitting, as it were is uh, your man with the MMA coverage, the host of Damn You Hollywood in His Own Right, ladies and gentlemen, Robert Winfrey. How do you do, sir?
0: Well, I was doing all right, and uh, then I watched the fight that aired previous to this one.
1: Ugh, I don't understand. And
0: subsequently lost the will to live.
1: So, from what I understand, Grandma was supposed to be a, a good fighter, and she went into that one, and it was just a brawl for all. I mean, look, she,
0: look one of them lost their weave halfway through the fight, and uh, <laughs> it clearly threw off the game plan.
1: Yes, Grandma's weave got all cockeyed. I don't. Uh, how did that make the co-main event on this on this card? Like, who thought that was a good idea?
0: The good folks at uh, DAZN do not believe in who don't believe in you know actual words (laughs) all
1: right so spike o'sullivan would you call him a journeyman fighter
0: to the extent that i know anything about him eh, sure he's a again a bit of a journeyman a bit of a gatekeeper just a solid enough test for somebody you know, Kind of making their way through the waters At about 155 pounds, give or take And it's, you know, he's a, not an easy guy To, you know, overcome You mentioned he's only lost three times All three of them Went on to become champions in their own rights Some of them quite highly respected So, he's not an easy out But he's also the kind of guy You need to be able to beat If you're going to really amount to anything
1: Now, Jaime, as of September 29th, he was ranked as the world's best active light middleweight by BoxRec, fifth by the Ring Magazine, and seventh by the Transnational Boxing Rankings Board. So this is a guy golden boy. I mean, this whole show has been a showcase for Jaime. They want to get his name out there. They want to establish him at middleweight. Uh, As I said earlier golden boy is looking to have him tapped as one of canelo's opponent opponents down the line so with this one he really uh,
0: look the only question about this guy and canelo is whether or not it's gonna happen far enough in the future that they're gonna try to build up the next great mexican star in which case he will go over canelo and everyone will complain
1: (laughs) i don't know he doesn't have the uh Rock star, movie star, good looks that Canelo has. I don't, I don't know about this guy.
0: I, I'm not saying that's how it's going to pan out. I said that's the only question. If they don't think he's going to pan out, they'll rush it and Canelo will win another Canelo fight. Mm-hmm. If they think he's the next guy, they'll wait another couple of years. Then he'll fight Canelo, and Canelo will lose a Canelo fight, and then complain about it and try to get a rematch. And the ju- and all the promoters will go, no, we can't book this a second time because, well, we already paid everybody off the first time and that only works once.
1: Oh, you're so cynical. It's right.
0: boxing. <laughs> if you're not cynical, you're not paying attention.
1: Uh, we had some good early... Uh, we had some from earlier fights in here. We had uh, the first two fights look like... Neither one of them looked like grandma. They both looked like professional fights. Uh, there was a ninth round TKO and then I think the second one went to decision... Both good fights. If you if you haven't seen them, if you haven't checked out the DAZN card, go ahead. And then the, the prelims, a whole bunch of first-round knockouts. And we are underway here in our first round. Uh, both fighters, Mr. Spike with his fantastic handleball mustache.
0: I have to ask. Yes, sir. Is the reason you chose this fight over the other fight that took place on the same day and has already done the mustache? To be fair, I already know the answer.
1: <laughs> the reality is that I didn't choose this My partner uh-huh. did But then he had an emergency And by that point I was committed
0: You know, you should have just taken the excuse To not be committed anymore
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're not wrong But you know me I mean, I'm... for crying
0: out loud It's midnight where you are
1: I know I well, I don't know who won Grandma's fight Because I slept through it Not Grandma. Not, oh, really? Not, the girl who came down from heavyweight actually won that fight?
0: Yeah. Look, I, I only saw like bits of the announcement and heard like half of an interview where Grandma was like, ah Yeah, she's got heavyweight power, I've got heavyweight power, Golden Boy, please let me run it back. And everyone just kind of vomited a little into their mouth.
1: <laughs> All right. We'll talk a little bit more about Grandma later because I have Do questions. Do we have to? I I have questions.
0: I have no answers.
1: (laughs) All right. Jaime is uh, getting started early here on Mr. O'Sullivan
0: from Ireland. Uh, Jaime's a little bit more of the boxer of the two. Uh, O'Sullivan, in this instance, brings, again, respectable power. He's not a bad boxer by any stretch of the imagination. But this is more of a road... uh, uh, When I say a test, it's not an easy test... Uh, O'Sullivan is a very, very respectable fighter. You can see him in this first round backing Jaime up a little bit more than you know, fans of Mungia should be comfortable with. <laughs> O'Sullivan brings a little bit more power of the two, at least documented thus far.
1: What I like that Sullivan is doing is he's actually using his jab. Sorry, I still have, like, trauma from the previous fight with Grandma where she was throwing Deontay Wilder-level show Um,
0: Hold on. Look, this is the only thing I will defend Deontay Wilder on possibly ever. Uh, Her punches do not look anything like Deontay Wilder's. Deontay Wilder at least knows which part of the fist to land with.
1: Uh, Fair enough. Um, In either case, both of these two seem to be able to know how to throw boxing punches. Oh, and Jaime is going after it now. He threw a series of uh, rights and lefts there as combinations and backed up O'Sullivan into the ropes. And then as the round ends, he backed him into the other side. So pretty clear round.
0: He's been doing some good body work all around. He was backing up but letting O'Sullivan come forward and then tagging him. He's kind of making him pay for his forward motion. O'Sullivan not really able to capitalize on any of the superior ring position he's been able to attain on occasion.
1: Well, that's been the story of this whole card tonight for the most part. Has been uh, body work leading to knockouts. So maybe we'll see more of the same here in our main event, O'Sullivan versus Mungia. Yeah,
0: we'll see really good uh, closing sequence to the first round for Mungia and I'm I'm not disputing that he won the previous portions of the round either. He largely did the better work throughout the entire frame. What do you think
1: O'Sullivan has to do to score an upset here? To really, uh, I mean, look, he's, he's not supposed to be a jobber in this, but he isn't supposed to win either. But upsets happen in boxing. I mean, look what, you know, Grandma was supposed to win the previous match. So, what does O'Sullivan have to do strategy-wise here to upset Golden Boy's apple cart?
0: I think uh, part of it he's been doing, you know, uh, backing his opponent into not just into the ropes but into the corner, which he's done on a few occasions, and to Mungia's credit, he punches his way out of it. But getting back into that spot, he's got to up his punch count because... Uh, Mongia just outworked him even even if you were to kind of disregard the really clean punches Mongia landed he just worked better uh, he's got to up his work rate he's got to limit the mobility and I think he's got to get close part of the problem that he ran into especially during that closing sequence was he just waited for Mongia's punches and combination to end before trying to return and while it is dangerous to punch with Mongia I don't think he'll get anywhere if he tries to do like pitch and catch or wait and try to and wait for the rhythm to maybe favor him. He's got to be willing to engage. That
1: was a good left by O'Sullivan. Um, one of the things that I've seen him doing in the first and second round here is using his defense. I, I'll tell you, having watched the entire card full of fights so far, uh, there's been some serious lack of defense being utilized in some of these fights. People are going toe-to-toe, you know, balls to the walls, and not covering up, and they're getting knocked out. This fella has been covering up nice, letting Mungia come to him, and trying to counter.
0: Well, Mungia already this round is, uh, he seems to be getting away from it now, but he stopped going to the body and started trying to throw uppercuts to the head. And he really hasn't done enough work To properly set that up yet And uh, to his credit he seems to be getting away from it And is back to working the body When re- when he's supposed to be O'Sullivan but, yeah.
1: scored two to the face
0: Yeah O'Sullivan's doing well this round uh, I don't know if it's just you know, Mungia Deciding to, I, I hate to say take off A round off because he is very clearly fighting But In the course of pacing yourself throughout an entire fight and this one a potential 12 rounder knowing which rounds to put forth a little more effort and which rounds to be a bit more conservative can be an important thing oh
1: big right hand from O'Sullivan backs up Mungia Mungia better be careful here I mean this guy can hit
0: yeah Sullivan uh, not necessarily the most prolific one hitter quitter but he's got thudding power and a really good killer instinct if he gets you hurt
1: He's got enough punching power to make Mungia depending on his uh his psychology, you know, he might be able to break this guy who I'm sure went into this thinking, "Okay, you know, good showing here, not a walk in the park, he's not going to lay down, but I should be able to coast through this pretty easily and show the powers that be what I can do." And so far O'Sullivan has been taking it to him. And so you have to wonder if Munguia, uh isn't going to start second-guessing himself uh, or be overcome with anxiety as the fight goes forward.
0: Uh, given Mungia's track record uh, at his previous weight classes, I don't expect him to freak out when he encounters adversity. But there is adversity relative to your preparation as well. And if... O'Sullivan finds something that Mungia is not prepared for that might crack his head a little bit, but uh, I think the real test will be for Mungia if he actively falls behind. At the moment, we're probably around a piece. Yes. Again, unless unless they're trying to make Mungia the next Canelo, in which case the scorecards have already been turned in.
1: <laughs> we're gonna go on the assumption that everything's on the up and up here; that he hasn't already I, won. Look,
0: I'm just gonna make I'm gonna make the comment once because it's a relevant comment, mm-hmm. but. As it, again, around uh, a piece seems fair at the moment. So if Mungia really falls behind, I think that might be a moment that kind of tests his. You know, what's he going to do if what he's trying isn't working? Kind of thing. Yeah. But just being in a, I don't think being in a close fight will necessarily shake him. I think losing a fight, might, you know, being definitively down might. But O'Sullivan got a little bit closer, got Munguia in bad ring position, and capitalized in that second round. O'Sullivan just stuck one in his face. Yeah, O'Sullivan's not here to be uh, anybody's stepping stone. <laughs> yeah, he's He winds up being that in some respects, but only to again, very, very good opponents who have been able to kind of do that to him. Everybody else... Uh, he's been able to turn him Ooh. back, and this is a big opportunity for O'Sullivan. If he stops, if he becomes the first guy to beat Mungia, stops this guy that they're trying to build up, uh, this would. You could argue this is one of the bigger wins of his career and might put him in contention to fight fellow Irishman Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> Bad joke about Canelo's aesthetics. <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, O'Sullivan's now going to the body, and he's finding some success with it. He knocked Mungia into the ropes. Uh, previously, he's now walking him around the ring another left to the face from O'Sullivan
0: yeah Mungia doing a lot of backing up but his ring craft seems a little bit off he's not not necessarily being appropriately aware of where he is in the ring and is not as urgent in getting off the ropes or out of the corner as you would like someone in that position to be his footwork seems a bit plodding Neither of these guys is especially fleet of foot thus far, and I don't expect either of them to really kind of bust anything crazy like that out.
1: No, but I, I would tell you, and I'm not trying to be prejudiced towards O'Sullivan versus Mungia, I'm just calling it as I see it. Uh, I'm seeing a little, relative to Mungia, O'Sullivan's footwork seems a bit more dynamic, a bit more light on his feet. Whereas Mungia seems very plodding. Even as he circles, he just sort of steps and steps and steps. And O'Sullivan isn't necessarily following him. Oh, here we go. is starting to turn it on now. They are in the phone booth and they are throwing leather. And Mungia got caught there in that last exchange. It looked... He looked like he was going after Sullivan, and Sullivan was eating punches. And then right at the end as the bell rang, Sullivan nailed him once. And look at the eyes, Robert Winfrey. Look at him in his corner.
0: Yeah, that's not a good look.
1: <laughs> he is I mean,
0: again, this is not anything that is, you know, unrecoverable, but in that moment... Mungia seemed to be expecting O'Sullivan to just kind of shell up and wait for a moment to counter. O'Sullivan took a risk, punched with him a little bit and yeah. look at the results. O'Sullivan comes out on top of that particular exchange. Probably resolidified the round for himself in all honesty with that final punch. He because is. Mung- Mungia tried to steal that in the closing seconds because uh, the rest of that round I I won't say di- I won't say like hugely went to o'sullivan in some kind of like insurmountable way but i thought the rest of that round was o'sullivan's
1: o'sullivan comes forward immediately here in round four and he's taking it to mungia as we said earlier he's now, not remember, waiting he's
0: he's got good he knows when he's got his man hurt and he's not if you're gonna he's gonna make you survive he's not gonna give you a way out as far as okay, I'll give you I'll give you thirty seconds to finish recovering while I reestablish my jab.
1: So or if I Osu- touch a
0: little bit of my own wind.
1: So if Oscar de la Ho- So if um, O'Sullivan wins this fight, does Oscar de la Hoya's people just throw him in the trunk of the car and we never see him again?
0: Eh, probably not. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't put that past Oscar de la Hoya or his people, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think we... Look, the first guy that knocks out Canelo is the one we're never going to see again.
1: <laughs> uh, and you can, hear, you can continue to hear this sort of analysis right here on the Rattle Edge and Broadcasting Network. We bring you all the great fights from DAZN and ESPN and wherever you watch your boxing. All right, uh, back to the fight here.
0: Yeah, I upo- Look, for the record, I apologize to anyone in advance if my sense of humor doesn't necessarily come across. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry In that case, I pronounce you lucky
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com Daily bonuses are waiting No purchase necessary, void were prohibited by law 18 plus, terms and conditions apply See website for details Cross, and to anyone who's more uh, John War should be back for the next one of these So you only have to suffer with me this one time <laughs> Uh, Good body work from both men this round thus far. And again, O'Sullivan looking to get a little bit closer, make this a bit of an uglier fight, because that's not really what Munguil wants. Munguil wants a little bit further at range, where he can be the slightly superior technical boxer, and just kind of chip away with advantages until he finds a bigger one.
1: Well, one of the things I'm noticing from O'Sullivan is after that first round, where he took, I think some of Mungia's best punches of the fight. I think he he got it into his head that this guy doesn't have more power than O'Sullivan can handle. And is a much and is fighting much braver and much more one might even say brazenly than he had started off or maybe planned to be because he doesn't think this kid can knock him out.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a bit of that. He's he is Cognizant of the power coming back at him, but he is not fearful of it. Yeah, and that's an important place to be in your own head. Like you're going to get hit, so except figure out if it's more than you can handle and adjust your strategy accordingly. Mungia again getting back just into the ropes willy nilly as O'Sullivan looks to force more ex- more infighting exchanges.
1: Big right hand from O'Sullivan. You know, in Mungia's defense. Uh, He's no Shakur Stevenson, but he has been pretty evasive. You know, he's really... He's had to make O'Sullivan throw multiple combinations, and they're definitely not all landing.
0: No, but... You're starting to see O'Sullivan's defense as well come up a little bit. He's slipping well. He's making Mungia miss in addition to, you know, missing himself. And that's an important aspect of this Uh, exchange of rights there at the end of the round both men landed Uh, a better recovery round for Mungi, I don't think he I still don't think he won that round necessarily but he recovered in the ways you need to recover after that, again after the punch that wobbled him like it did
1: you realize where this is going, right? if this goes all 12 rounds, he's winning by split decision
0: and you said I'm the cynical one (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm making a prediction I'm not saying okay, the, okay. I'm not saying it's in the bag
0: okay fair, fair enough duly noted
1: these have not uh, been eas- the easiest rounds to score
0: no not on again a couple of again, the clearest rounds have been for O'Sullivan but in fairness to combat sports judging which is a terribly difficult thing to do uh, these you are correct these have not all been very clear-cut rounds. That said, I have O'Sullivan up uh, all but the, the first round,
1: and we are
0: into round five here. So we're probably either four to one or three to two O'Sullivan, realistically.
1: I'll be curious to see whoever person is doing is keeping score
0: for the commentary team what his uh, scorecards look like. Ungi at warned, it. that's the second time this fight he's been warned for hitting below the belt.
1: Did you uh, happen he's... to catch the fight, wherever this was, where the one guy hit to the back of the head, and the guy who's, who got hit in the back of the head turned around and gave him a spinning back elbow to the jaw? I missed that. Oh, ch- check your Twitter feed. It's fantastic. I showed it to my wife. It was the best knockout of the weekend.
0: I will have a look at that.
1: Um, I mean it's no it's it's no takedown that happened in grandma's fight, but still it was quite good. That for was a boxing that match. was
0: that wasn't a takedown either
1: for the record. <laughs> she, just, she just it was an open field tackle is what it was. Alright. Um actually, we should have called grandma's fight. We'd have had a gas no, at the time.
0: I would have removed my eyes <laughs> and gone into the woods to live deliberately. <laughs> It would have gone great now that I'm blind, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the... You see Mungia in this fight. He, uh, this round is... Ooh. O'Sullivan with a good right. He was on the losing end of the, most of those exchanges and then landed that right.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see some snapback in Mungia's punches. Looks like yeah, he's, he's found s- some he confidence have, again.
0: He seems to have recomposed himself. And you know, credit to him, because he dealt with some adversity there. His jab is becoming more of a thing now. And O'Sullivan is squaring up a little bit more as he's trying to close distance and
1: yeah, O'Sullivan lands a good combination there. Mungia goes downstairs and upstairs uh in retaliation. Good hook from
0: Mungia. Yeah, Mungia definitely back into this. Both uh, fighters making
1: me making each other miss.
0: Yeah, there's a surprising amount of solid defense from both men. Uh O'Sullivan good about blocking punches as well taking them on the gloves.
1: Uh, O'Sullivan just took a handful of punches there from Mungia. I started to think up oh, this is uh, this is not looking Mungia's uh O'Sullivan's way and O'Sullivan just gave away that round.
0: Uh, I hate to say he gave it away, it was more, that was more Mungia taking it. He I actively did that, worked very hard that round. Sure. So, Sorry. My apologies on my previous math being erroneous. We are now, uh, we would now be three to two for O'Sullivan as we, as we close the fifth.
1: Right, and, and, and look, I'm not, I, I didn't mean to suggest that he made some sort of egregious error and, you know, rescued uh, put himself in a position where he where he gave it away where he could have won it. What I'm saying is he had it looked like things were starting to go his way and Mungia really turned it on towards the last minute and a half or so of that round and O'Sullivan didn't do enough to take it back. That's fair. I mean, O'Sullivan ate a lot of punches in that last
0: minute or so. He really did. <laughs> and and I this might also be some pacing on his part. I mentioned with Mungia maybe, you know, knowing which rounds to kind of throttle back versus throttle up on. And we might be in the we might be getting a bit of that with O'Sullivan here where he's Okay, I've you know, won a few rounds, I'm if I'm gonna give one away, I'm gonna be smart about it, kind of thing.
1: So O'Sullivan is really trying to end this fight on a right hook. And so far, he's roughly 50-50, if that, on, uh, on landing those when he swings for the fences. But I'll tell you what, it's a vicious-looking punch, and if it hits, Mungia's going to be in trouble.
0: He's caught him with it a couple of times, uh, usually when Mungia is not being defensively responsible exiting the pocket. Or if he overcommits to using his left, uh, you can see Mungian frequently when he exits the combinations at this point. His left hand is low. He's trying to. He's more trying to shoulder roll, but he forgets to actually roll his shoulder mm. up. And yeah, O'Sullivan might have a bit of a read on that, and that's what he's trying to capitalize on.
1: O'Sullivan's got Mungian. He had him backed into the corner. Then, then he's I think he motioned to the back of his head, and I'm not entirely sure what he was trying to tell us. Good left-handed. Uh, I'm com- gonna oh. guess
0: it. I'm gonna guess it wasn't an anatomy lesson about which parts of the brain are located back there. Just kind of a heads up. All right. So it looks like we have a foul here.
1: Uh, might have, it looks like he got punched below the belt. Yeah, he's looking like uh, we need Joe Rogan here to talk about cups now. Oh God, no.
0: In, in fairness to Joe, that discussion has largely gone All away right. at this point.
1: Here is the replay, and yep, got him below the belt
0: line. Uh, very unfortunate. Uh, This might be a point deduction. <laughs> yep. I mean, the referee had w- had in the previous rounds warned mungia twice about hitting below the belt at this point you have to like just procedurally you have to
1: well it looks like he had him he did that thing that referees do or if it looks like they've cut you by the ear uh, but i didn't see him put up a hand gesture signifying a uh, a point deduction so i'm not entirely sure and i've got the sound off so but uh... he
0: might have been going to and then the guy in his earpiece said how dare you sir <laughs> the scorecards have been turned in.
1: He noticed a red dot on his uh, on his heart, <laughs> and and thought better of it.
0: Uh, in all seriousness, I, they, yeah, he's he's getting a point deduction here. You can hear him, you can see it if you're kind of reading the lips, but he's not. And some of this is like, just how boxing is done. They don't necessarily. Uh, show things the same way that other sports do. So I'm pretty sure that was a point deduction. Well, even in previous
1: belt. even in other boxing matches I've seen, they they usually will gesture to each of the judges. Well, he did. One he brought point.
0: him into the center of the He brought him into yeah, the center that, of the
1: That much I saw, I just didn't see the gesture.
0: Uh yeah, he no, I'm looking at I'm confirming on Twitter one way or the other and it seems like the point deduction it seems like they are taking the point. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, the low blow again. It was below the belt, but it was also a little bit more on the thigh. Yeah. That said, I mean, again, you've been warned twice previously for hitting below the belt. Uh, Look, sorry, the buddy. R-
1: the rule is don't. Pu- the rule is not don't punch in the dick. The <laughs> <That's> rule. <true. laughs> the rule is don't punch below this line.
0: Uh, plenty of people will hit like on the line, especially beating up to the thighs. If you want to try and slow your opponent down, beat them up in the hips, and it's a borderline legal thing and can be a dangerous thing to try and get away with. But it is a thing. Uh, that said, you know Sullivan closed decently in that round, but uh, you know the point deduction. If it goes... If that round went to O'Sullivan and there's a strong case... There's a case that it did. I wouldn't... I'm not sure how strong it is. That's a 10-8 round. And that's a pretty... That's... that's a potentially big thing.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that might have cost him the fight if uh, if he doesn't finish this. Mungia. we're talking about here. Uh, yeah, because that
0: was the sixth... Was that the fifth? Or the, that was the sixth round. That
1: was round six. We are now in round six Okay, seven. so
0: if you are say 4-2 to two for uh, su- for O'Sullivan, which seems fair, and have a 10-8 in there. Um, it's not numerically impossible to come back from that, but it is difficult.
1: Well, he'd have to sweep at this point, at the very least.
0: Uh, assuming he does not get any 10-8s of his own, yes. Uh, so, which, certainly not out of the question for Monkey to achieve, either.
1: I was going to say, so if you're Monkey, you might want to hit the gas pedal and maybe try to get a knockdown, try to uh, even things up in your favor.
0: Now, if, as we all know, that round was actually scored for Mungia, (laughs) then we have a draw round. At which point, O'Sullivan would probably still be ahead by one round, though.
1: Oh, gosh, it looks like uh, O'Sullivan went low that time.
0: Well, you know, if you get hit in the groin... Uh, then you you kind of you might want to get that one back. I don't think it's a smart idea, but you might do it.
1: <laughs> Start reading Lipsy if he yells out receipt, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> uh, he would not. I I sincerely doubt he would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yell out receipt. Advertise. <laughs> <laughs> the um, intentionality of his oh, foul.
1: Mungia has rocked O'Sullivan a couple of times in this round consecutive consecutive straight punches and hooks, nailing O'Sullivan and rocking his head back, and, hey, we've got... Oh, now he's signaling these saying, I wasn't knocked down. I was punched yet again below the belt.
0: Well, let's see if, we, uh, if that argument holds any water. Well, he's not lying. I saw the punch. <laughs> uh I imagine that might come down to the referee then deciding if he wants to rule it a knockdown or purely the result of the foul. And if it is the result of the foul, you might get that the weirdness of ruling the knockdown legitimate, but also taking a point away for the foul. <laughs> to kind of equalize the playing field as far as that goes.
1: So we have a zero-sum round, essentially.
0: Well, no. Because... The winner of the round unless they get a point deduction has to get 10 points. Okay. So if you win a round but are deducted a point by the officials, you can only get 9. Right. If however you say drop if you get dropped but proceed to drop your opponent twice and win the round instead, you would get a 10-7. Because the the mandatory point de- the mandatory point deductions don't necessarily go into effect if you win the round and some of this some of this does vary a little bit by like commission to commission but generally speaking in the 10 point must system the winner must get 10 points
1: so as we continue the round here o'sullivan has recovered and Mungia once again is uh fighting him aggressively He's landed a good couple of punches, though O'Sullivan started to back him up into the ropes. Mung- uh, oh here we go. Mungia lands a punch and O'Sullivan goes cascading backwards into the ropes. Mungia tried to finish him off, but O'Sullivan was saved by the bell and he is having O'Sullivan is having some difficulties having mm-hmm. been punched below the belt twice
0: yeah you get hit in the crotch a couple of times, and uh, <laughs> especially by someone who knows how to punch
1: well i 'm wondering how much of it is also the um, sort of the, the, that hip joint you know if that 's where he 's getting nailed when he went down that second time, it looked like he got hit somewhere in the in the hip uh, you know in the the socket area where you, can, you the can upper see thigh him. meets the hip
0: you can see him not look. moving as well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, and look, some of that might be attributable to, you know, getting it in the groin, which is unpleasant for everyone, but if you get hit really hard in the hip, mm-hmm. it affects your mo- your movement. Right. So
1: they just showed it on the replay. I mean, he he got him. Uh, Mungia did right at where the, the the hip and thigh meet. In front. Which,
0: I don't know if any of you out there have ever been hit really hard right in that kind of like the uh, the hollow of your hip. Um, it is a miserable experience.
1: Okay, so that's what dropped him and is also yeah, illegal. He,
0: yeah, his, you can see it, it's his leg that gives out. That's what right. That's what causes the drop, not the damage to the body.
1: Right. And so that's the problem here is that he bait, he got dropped with an illegal punch.
0: Yeah, I don't think the knockdown was ruled as a knockdown. I mean, the the round goes to Mungia, but it's not in this instance I don't think it would be a 10-8. The
1: other side of that though is he's getting beat up pretty good now. So Yeah,
0: Mungia's really coming on strong. He seems to have weathered the best that O'Sullivan was going to throw at him. And unless O'Sullivan really catches his second wind, which with 4 rounds to go here as we are in the 8th, is not impossible.
1: Well, I Mon- uh, O'Sullivan doesn't look nearly as loose as he did in the beginning of the fight. He's tightening up a bit, and I don't mean that in a good way. I mean, like, yeah. he looks like he's in a lot of pain, and he's just trying to man up and get through it.
0: Yeah, that, that is definitely what his kind of body language and fighting decisions are leading you to believe at the at this moment.
1: Yeah, he uh, he's just trying to survive at this point. And only, you can almost... You can almost see he's wincing when he steps.
0: Yeah, for the record, the danger of punching to the hip like that, uh, it's very easy to break your hand. The hip bone is, especially on healthy people, is a very solid uh, structure, especially they're kind of on the edges. But you can do a fair bit of damage to some important connective tissue. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you land, it just... If you hit as hard as these guys are, there's a good chance that you impact the bone. And that's why you aim... That's why you, when you do it, you aim for the front of the hip socket rather than the side. side is much more dangerous.
1: To Sullivan's credit, though, he's still in this. He's still going after Mungia. He's currently got him backed into the corner. But 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 Mungia has demonstrated that even though he gets backed into the corner, he's able to,
0: uh, he's able to evade punches pretty easily. Well, O'Sullivan's hand speed has dropped significantly, as we as you mentioned. He when he's been tightening up, your speed comes from your fluidity. There's the old kind of saying in boxing that slow is, uh, slow is smooth, and smooth is fast. And O'Sullivan right now is not smooth. No. He's junky peanut butter. He is, yeah, he is tensing up when he's throwing, and not a lot of fluidity there. He's also not really kind of pressing the pocket issue the way he was in the past. He's getting in there, but then backing out instead of trying to kind of force the fight there consistently. And at longer range, Munguia's jab and his, uh, his straight right the traditional 1-2 is starting to do a lot more work alright how do you have it scored so far oof okay after 8 last 2 going to Mungia that would make it 4-4 four and four. we're probably 4-4 four to four, but I do have O'Sullivan getting that 1-10-8 so O'Sullivan is still up technically on the scores at the moment Oscar De La Hoya there looking anxious because if there's another point deduction, the scorecards don't make sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we have to change that headline we all agreed on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dewey did not defeat Truman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a history joke, kids.
0: Uh, All right. I am a lover of history, so... (laughs) Uh, That said, again, as the tide of battle is going, uh, Mungi is definitely the one coming on stronger. And... Again, while he does still have to win the next couple of rounds, that seems very doable at this point, if you're him. Uh, O'Sullivan is in bad need of finding his second wind. Because if he stays at the wall he's at, uh, <laughs> Mungia has demonstrated this is where he, he's the better operator at this point. More body shots from Mungia starting to add up.
1: Yeah, O'Sullivan needs to come up with a different strategy once he's got him in the corner, because Mungia keeps willing to allow him to push him there but then O'Sullivan doesn't have a tremendous amount of success and up oh, there it is Mungia nails him coming out of the corner with the let with the left hook and O'Sullivan is rocked he's still in it up oh, straight right knocks his head back Mongia starting to score it will here
0: yeah your head going back like that is a terrible sign when you're getting hit you it means your neck is loose which is a really bad right spot hook,
1: to be in. straight again I mean, at this point, uh, they're going to stop this fight if this co- if this continues this way, because O'Sullivan is getting hit like a punching bag at this point.
0: Yeah, uh, the ref's taking a good look at this.
1: So we might not make it to the scorecards here, which probably worked really well for for Mungi at this point, because O'Sullivan is getting hit more than he's not. And he's taken a couple of nasty ones, and his head's rocked back and forth a
0: few times. Yeah, this is one of those instances where, you know, if you're scoring this, you might have an argument. There's an argument for Mungia 10-8 here, just based on the damage he's inflicted. Because he has has wobbled O'Sullivan several times.
1: It looked like O'Sullivan was starting to go down there, and I think he just kind of held on to Mungia to keep himself up. Yeah,
0: yeah, he tried the old uh, single-leg (laughs) takedown as a means of (laughs) Gaining separation, but yeah, he is very square with his upper body. His reflexes are slower. Mungi is just having target practice at this point.
1: Okay, and if, uh,
0: Su- if O'Sullivan has another round like that, his corner should stop it. There's no point to this. No. It, O'Sullivan also. If this also continues,
1: O'Sullivan also just went for a single for a double leg takedown. By the way, <laughs> as the yeah. round is
0: ending. Yeah, that's a terrible sign. That's If you're hurt and you're a boxer, you're trained to clinch, to buy yourself some time, which is just smart. If you're reaching for a clinch that low, if your body's that unresponsive because of the trauma you've endured, that is a horrible sign for where you are in the fight.
1: You see on the replay here, yeah, that... See, if Mungia was able to put together a few more punches... Along that straight left, he might have actually knocked O'Sullivan out. The problem yeah,
0: he just, was he just couldn't find the follow-ups in that instance. No, he
1: was he was scoring really well with that straight left, but he couldn't he couldn't put any combinations together. I think he was surprised he was hitting him.
0: <laughs> he might have been surprised that he was that uh, he was having as much impact as he was more than anything,
1: right? Like some of those might have just been to try to open up Sullivan from maybe another hook. I was like, oh wait, these are sco- these are scoring. Shit now what do I do? Uh,
0: yeah, again, if there's another round like that, O'Sullivan's corner should stop this. Uh, give him the round to see if he can change anything or show you something, but another round like that, and uh big
1: right hand from Sullivan looked like he caught Mungia behind the ear. Uh, Mungia backed up after that and said, oof, not again. No more of that, please. I'm driving.
0: Yeah, it, it, you know Credit, mark of a smart fighter. Know when you need to be on your bike.
1: Bicycle.
0: Wow, really? A Queen reference?
1: Sure. One of the guys is uh, Irish. Oh! <laughs> O'Sullivan well, O'Sullivan threw a pair of hooks there it almost looked like Mungia was going down but I think he, uh, he ducked under uh, the second hook Big yeah. right hand from Mungia sends O'Sullivan stumbling back but no follow up so O'Sullivan gets back in the phone booth again
0: Yeah, I, O'Sullivan looks like he's he's kind of feeling like this is it like I've got one good round in me I'm gonna go for okay. it.
1: it that one right leg looks like it's all kinds of messed up and he's kind of just hopping on it it's almost like like he's like he's dragging a, a guitar case
0: yeah uh, the impact of those punches into the hip this is what it does there's a reason it's against the rules <laughs> and it's because, you know, fighters, already most of them lose the ability to remember their children's names in like 10 years. They'd like to be able to walk.
1: Don't tell my father-in-law that. He already thinks this is barbaric.
0: Look, I enjoy it. I have an appetite for violence. I appreciate the mashing of violence with technical precision, with the testament to the human spirit that fighting can be. I am under no illusions about
1: what this does to the body what it and the is. brain. Yeah,
0: like, yeah. I, look, I, I've said this before, and it may sound overly cold. I've never watched a fight that's that has killed anyone yet, but I
1: <laughs> will. <laughs> well, you didn't see Patrick Day, then I guess.
0: I no, I saw the knockout. I didn't watch the whole fight.
1: <laughs> we did. My my wife swore off boxing after that because she feels like every time she roots for a guy, she gets, she gets him killed.
0: Look, my point is, I have accepted that if I watch enough combat sports, I'm going to watch somebody die. Mm -hmm. And my only thing about this is, as long as everybody knows what's up... Okay. Sure. As as long as everybody... Like, if nobody's being forced, nobody's... You know, there's no gunplay involved, there's no deprivation of will or choice. If you know that your life's on the line, and the audience... If both fighters know, if the audience knows...
1: The, Fair sec- play to you. the second fight. I mean, if
0: you fight- watch enough, if you watch enough football, you watch pe- pe- more. Like people have died playing football. The second fight on this that.
1: card, uh, the guy who won the fight actually. Now they're saying it wasn't a seizure. Like he somehow fainted or whatever. Dude,
0: but- he was convulsing. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> yeah, seen, you know, that I- I've seen, I saw the I saw the clip of that on Twitter. Okay. And then he vomited as he was on the stretcher. Like that yeah. dude suffered some brain damage.
1: I, I was gonna say I I shared all of that on Twitter. Uh, when they ran the report prior to this fight, they were like, "Oh, he's fine. He had hospital care. It wasn't a seizure. There's nothing to see here. Let us never speak of the shortcut again." And,
0: and look, if this is not this is not a sport that's for everyone. I get it, <laughs> uh, but I. Have no illusions about the physical toll this takes on people.
1: We are in round eleven here. Let's see what O'Sullivan can do to try to because I think he's I think this fight was starting to slip away from him, despite you know punches in the leg and. Well, uh,
0: oh, he whatnot. had a, he had a good t- he had a good round in the tenth. Uh, I don't necessarily know that he won it, but he had a good round. He did not win that round, no. But certainly relative to the previous round, he recovered well and seemed to kind of be getting back into things. Mm-hmm. So if he can kind of ride that momentum, so, I'm into
1: practice. Mungia has decided that he's going to sit in the corner and have O'Sullivan come to him, because he seems to have gotten a read on O'Sullivan's punching speed and power. He, uh, he's got a
0: feel for... There's something about the timing that O'Sullivan uses closing distance that Mungia has figured out. So he's willing to let him... Come forward, slip a few punches, and then land counters because he knows where O'Sullivan's going to be. Well, it's an
1: interesting strategy because he's not moving around the ring all that much. But I guess he figures if I sit still and and let O'Sullivan think he's backed me up, then he's still enough for me to go to town on.
0: Yeah, that is the the eternal trade-off of pocket fighting or infighting. You know Mm. where they are. They know where you are. And oh, how O'Sulli- much how much technique can you bring to bear
1: o'Sullivan just getting beat up against the ropes there yeah monkey is going in for the kill Mungi- yeah he
0: he wants this he wants this to be over
1: yeah and he and o, o'Sullivan is dangerous like dangerously close to having it stopped o'Sullivan clinches up to save himself well,
0: they they had the doctors come in and like Give him a double. They had some commission official. I think it was the doctor. Double check O'Sullivan between rounds ten and yeah, eleven.
1: Yeah, oh, There goes the towel. which the ref did not see.
0: Oh come on, ref! In all seriousness, if we're gonna have corners have the ability to stop a fight mid round, which I think they should, we need a better, we need a better mechanism.
1: Well, what do you want him to do? Throw the towel at the ref?
0: How about put a? How about put a giant light with a with a klaxon horn? in each corner and you have a button that only the corner can press
1: how about press the button how about big light goes off how about tie the towel to a brick
0: um no look look, I'm happy with my solution (laughs) like (laughs) just just you know put a flag you know put a flag put a big like police siren and a like like a police flashing light right Mm mm-hmm in, one in each corner, one that's red, one that's blue. If the corner wants to stop it, only the corner can hit it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Corner I hits mean, it, if it goes off in the middle of the round, fights over. I
1: mean, it's look, we're talking a matter of seconds here. I don't think O'Sullivan took much more damage waiting for the ref to go, oh, hey, we're we're done here, than when the towel flew in. Because the sequence was, and I don't know if they'll show it back again, the sequence was... Mungia was hammering the shit out of O'Sullivan O'Sullivan was on the ropes and I think the ref was running over to stop it as the towel was flying in
0: well the towel was flying in as the ref goes over to look at them along the along the rope line O'Sullivan drops from you know four or five more punches ref breaks it to start the procedure for a fighter being being dropped one of the other kind of like officials are around the ringside area alerts the referee that the towel has been thrown in the referee then waves off the fight.
1: Okay, here here's the sequence again. So Mongi is going after Sullivan backs him into the ropes, rights and left, rights and left. Oh Sullivan is just taking a bunch of unanswered punches. There's the towel. The ref is ba- it has his back to it cuz he's looking at the fighters.
0: In, in all fairness. That's where the ref should be looking. Right, like that, That's why I think we just need a better system in place.
1: Okay, I'm not uh, really uh, disputing that. But, okay, so... Th- that's looking a little Jack Dempsey, though. <laughs> it's like... Uh, 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 Sullivan was clearly going down and not answering. Either stop the fight or back up Mungia and start counting. I'm not really sure what the ref was waiting for there.
0: Well, the ref does stop... Again, he does back him off Some of this has to do with how O'Sullivan falls I, As soon as his knee Hits the ground you see the ref reach To break things up But the fact that O'Sullivan falls the way he does Means he's not actually downed For a, for at least two punches that are legal Yeah I mean
1: look it, it, We're not in there We have the benefit of hindsight And um, We have the benefit of hindsight We have the benefit of camera angles and uh, you know, in sort of 2020 uh, vision here, so I I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not saying I think the ref did a poor job or, you know, or put O'Sullivan in danger, but he did his level best in the situation that was presented. I'm just from from my vantage point, he probably could have stopped it a couple of punches sooner.
0: Well, With, again, he doesn't. Without,
1: even without the benefit of the towel,
0: he could have, and it wouldn't have been a bad stoppage.
1: Considering at the time that I'm thinking he probably should have stopped it, O'Sullivan was hunched over, his hands were down, he's leaning on the ropes, and Jack Dempsey over here, oh hi, me. Is uh, punching do, do, down well, on don't, him.
0: Don't compare him to Jack Dempsey.
1: <laughs> well, my point... Have you seen Jack, Jack Dempsey? As a as a guy who's trying to get his <laughs> legs under him, and he just punches down on top of him?
0: Well, different rules.
1: Yes, that's my point that I'm making.
0: Well, look, Dempsey would punch down on people and they were starting to get back up because part of the rules allowed it.
1: Okay, so, Here, so again, O'Sullivan hunched over
0: hunched over but not on the mat
1: hanging on the had that been in the center of the ring he'd have sure. been on his face
0: but we're not in the center of the ring are we
1: <laughs> Felix like we splitting hairs here alright um, either way good showing for old Jaime who uh, stops him prior to the 12th round good for him
0: uh, you know, uh, solid stuff from Monkey all the way around. You know, some of the jokes aside, the man was landing at about a 50% clip, threw over 400 punches, which is a good. Uh, sorry, that was power punches. His total punches thrown was right about 800, uh, with a total you know, landing about three. Uh, you'd like the accuracy to be a little bit higher, but throwing 800 punches in about 11 rounds ish, uh, that's not a bad punch count. No, it's not. It's no. Le- he's no Leo Santa Cruz, of course, but he's not. That, that's a good. <laughs> that's a respectable output.
1: Sure. So I think the game plan is, unless he's physically unable to make the May card, assuming all things fall into place the way that they've been talking about on the boxing blogs and Twitter and whatnot, is we'll have a Canelo versus Billy Joe Saunders fight uh May twenty second on DAZN zone and they'll probably have old Jaime here fight yet another middleweight uh on the undercard.
0: Yeah, that would make sense. Uh if you tr- again you're trying to build this guy towards a fight with Canelo, put him on the same card, let that let that kind of reality start to germinate a little bit in people's minds. Yep.
1: Absolutely. You know, maybe get this guy on some, you know, Spanish language radio stations, get him into some you know, and
0: he, if you're O'Sullivan, you're going to start a GoFundMe for your hip replacement. That's now required. <laughs> because seriously,
1: oh, o, O'Sullivan. So first of all, when he can when he can walk again, in I about think three the, weeks. I think O'Sullivan. Someone will call him from Matchroom Boxing, and he'll he'll be fighting in the middle of the day here in the United States on ESPN Plus. That's my that's my guess for him.
0: I mean. Yeah, he's a good hand to have around. He's a good test. He's recognizable. He fights in a fan-friendly style. The man's not going to be hurting for opportunities.
1: No. And again,
0: after he gets an artificial hit put in.
1: And, and as I said, with great mustache comes great responsibility. That is not an accurate sentiment. <laughs> that is a fabulous mustache, though.
0: Yeah, it's all right.
1: I do enjoy a good vaudevillian handleball mustache.
0: I mean, who doesn't?
1: Indeed. With that said, uh, that is the end of our uh, boxing coverage for this evening. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be able to get John War back here. Uh, There's some boxing. None of the thing is cooperative on my computer tonight. God darn it. I believe uh, Shishkin is fighting on Showtime uh, on the seventeenth, so if I can get home in enough time from Bad Boys for Life, uh, Look, maybe... well,
0: hang on. In all seriousness, you could just not do Bad Boys for Life and make sure you're there in time to do the boxing show.
1: You, in your Jedi mind tricks, will not work on me, boy.
0: That is not a Jedi mind trick. Uh huh. All I'm doing is presenting other options to you.
1: Okay. Um. That being said, assuming I can, assuming he's available. And again, he had personal issues tonight, so who knows? Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Um, the shadow knows. The shadow do know. Let's try this again. Um, <laughs> Someone actually doing the other half of your bed has thrown <laughs> off your timing? No, what's thrown off my timing is how slow and uncooperative my computer is. Um, ugh, I give up. So, yeah, so hopefully uh, we'll be able to do the Showtime fight on Friday. We'll see. Um, we were going to do the, myself and Robert Winfrey, we're going to do UFC 246 McGregor versus Cowboy, but it's my mother-in-law's birthday, which apparently is a religious fucking holiday. So, instead...
0: Hey, we're... are you, uh, are you, uh... What's your wife's maiden name, Day? Yes. You're you're not a deophobe are you? Wait, what? If it's a religious instit- if it's a religious holiday, you could as- you could associate it with the l- surname, so you know. You're a deophobe.
1: I Feel like you're reaching for a dumb joke.
0: Yes, I am.
1: <laughs> uh, the following Saturday is uh, UFC Fight Night: Blades versus Schmeggeki. Isn't Lock- he fighting?
0: Dos- isn't he fighting Dos Santos? Like maybe.
1: I know it's a heavy... That's that's
0: like Blades and Junior Dos Santos. Yeah, it is. It's Curtis Blades and and Junior Dos Santos.
1: So we'll be doing coverage for that, for sure. We will not be doing coverage of that. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Come on. It's on my my list. Why is it on your list? Because I like Junior Dos Santos.
0: Okay, I'm going to assume you have only looked at the main event of that card.
1: Uh Uh-huh. You don't... Are you really fighting me on this? I have I have it it's it's red on my calendar. I planned to do coverage for this. You're covering it. You have to, you have to cover it for 411. So okay. I want to hey. do commentary for it cuz it's heavyweights.
0: Okay, then I allow me to just propose that we only cover the main event.
1: Okay? I can live because
0: with that. Because I said for a very specific reason. This card is on ESPN Plus. It is only cut in half. And I do not think I could muster the life energy (laughs) To talk about the six fight main card You want to talk about Jamala Hill and Darko Stasic? How about Hannah Cyphers and Angela Hill? Maybe uh, Jordan Espinoza and Alex Perez? How about Mm. Arnold Allen and TBD? Because he was supposed to fight Josh Emmett
1: you know, Danny, Danny Garcia is fighting Ivan Redcatch uh, mm-hmm. on that same night.
0: Maybe... Uh, have I just put you off of this card entirely? I,
1: I, I may change my mind here.
0: <laughs> Look, the top two fights are good. You have in your co-main event Rafael Dos Anjos and Michael Chiesa at welterweight. That's a good fight. Mm-hmm. They're both good fighters. And the main event is crappy heavyweight. I mean, I shouldn't say that about Junior because Junior's awesome. But it's kind of a crappy heavyweight fight.
1: Well, we'll, we'll figure something out here.
0: I, again, I, if you want to do that card, and I say this for my sanity and for yours, that whole card is not going to be good. If you just want, if you want to do that, you should probably limit it to the main event, just for the sake of not having to sit through a six-fight main card for four hours, talking, talking about those fights
1: okay you you have convinced me that i should either do something else or only talk about the main event which could go which could go anywhere from 25 minutes to one minute
0: and i only say that i'm not saying that because i don't like talking to you or anything like that i'm saying that in the interest of go in with your eyes open
1: here (laughs) um speaking of which uh, we'll also be doing a review for uh, World's, WWE Worlds Collide and the Royal Rumble after those two show airs the week of the 27th. We'll have another chapter in our long, strange trip through the heavy the history of heavyweight boxing, theoretically on the 31st.
0: You're getting into it. your next one's going to be really interesting because yeah. you've got. It. I know you're going to focus on Rocky Marciano, which fair enough. But you're talking about the title reigns of Ezra Charles and Jersey Joe Walcott as well in that same time frame, and those two are very interesting characters in their own right. Yeah. I'm...
1: Well, they got a brief mention on the Joe Lewis shows, uh, but yes, we will be. Well, those are the two. That.
0: Those are those would be the next two champions after Joe Lewis, right? Well, especially if you're talking lineal, because. Lewis loses the heavyweight title. Or Lewis retires with the belt, right. essentially. And then Ezra Charles winds up becoming champion and then beating him, I think, a little after the fact.
1: Um, And then on February 1st. For the, is... oh,
0: also, for anyone loosely interested in those shows that Mark's been doing with Pat, they're very good. Uh, and you should definitely be giving them a listen. I've been enjoying them well, quite I'm thoroughly. Glad...
1: I'm, well, you know, you're you're a hard man to please, as everyone knows, so I'm glad you've been enjoying them. I've, they've, they've certainly... I'm less sticky on those shows, that's for certain. I've been taking well, them very I'm, seriously. How am I
0: hard to please? There's certain things that I just have high standards for, not everything. I listen to a lot of podcasts that are not all that good.
1: Um, but that being said, and then February 1st, over in uh, China, there's Victor Postel versus Jose Ramirez... Which uh, hopefully we'll begin doing some coverage for uh, on ESPN Plus. So we've got that. Uh, I'm not gonna go through the whole list. Uh, oh, we've also got a review coming up of NXT UK Takeover Blackpool Two. So that's all the sports-related stuff we've got in the near future. Walter,
0: uh, Walter,
1: Walter, <laughs> pl- planned out. Uh, we Ooh, ha- we do have our earlier chapters of our trip to heavyweight boxing we've got Jack Johnson and the first lineal champions, we've got Jack Dempsey and Joe Lewis already in the archives on the Rattling Broadcasting Network we've got shows for Fight Club 2 uh, our uh, Fuller House Season 5 an on trial for the fight, fight Club movie, Doomsday Clock the Watchmen HBO series uh, our Year-end special and our look at uh, '80s Kiss, which combined into one show. Uh, so you can check all of those out in the archives. Robert, you're uh, you'll be covering UFC 246, McGregor versus Cowboy and Blades versus Dos Santos. Um, yeah, um, what else you got going on?
0: The 411 Ground and Pound MMA podcast will make its first appearance of 2020 this Sunday. So depending on when you're listening to this, <laughs> tomorrow kind of deal. Uh, we will be previewing UFC 246, which is a card. <laughs> um, it, I mean, look, the main event, the return of Conor McGregor against Donald Cerrone, sure. Main pay-per-view quality fight. No dis, no dispute, no discussion. The rest of that card is this is a fight night card. A oh, decent wait. fight night card. I
1: got it finally. Vladimir Shishkin versus Ulysses Sierra on Showtime.
0: Woohoo! Okay. So, point UFC 246, main event, McGregor and Cerrone. Co main event, Holly Holm and Raquel Pennington. Not a compelling fight. <laughs> Alexia Linek and Maurice Green. Bleah, heavyweights. Claude Gigadelia and Alexa Grosso. Relevant fight, but. Uh, in, in, again, that's pretty good. Anthony Pettis and Carlos Diego Fajaya, surprisingly good fight. Uh, the rest of the card, Roxanne Modafferi and Macy Barbers, whatever. The UFC wants to push Barber. Um, Andre Feeley and Sadiq Youssef, good fight. Drew and Nazvet Hakparast, meh. Unless Hakparast scores another really impressive win. Chaz Skelly and Grant Dawson, meh. Uh... Alexa Kamer and Justin Ledette. Eh, iffy. Tim Elliott and Askar Askarov, because the UFC hates flyweights, are kicking off <laughs> uh, like on the early prelims. Did I tell you something I discovered depressing about the UFC in 2019? There were a grand total of five men's flyweight fights on main cards in all of 2019. Well, I thought they
1: were doing away with this division...
0: Yeah, that's kind of what the. Well, hang on. Two of them were. uh, Excuse me. One of them was a title fight. When TJ Dillashaw tried to go down and beat Cejudo for the belt. Two of the others featured Joseph Benavidez. And that's it. There's zero interest in the UFC in building this division. They stripped uh, Cejudo of the flyweight belt. Joseph Benavidez is going to fight Diebson Figueroa. Well,
1: that doesn't sound like they're doing away with the division then.
0: Eh, they will, soon enough. Like, okay, look, Joseph Benavidez is finally going to get a title that only took the UFC actively getting rid of Demetrius Johnson, and then Henry Cejudo vacating it, and a guy with a favorable stylistic matchup.
1: Um, Is the fe- is the women's featherweight division gone now that Cyborg is? It's,
0: it's not a division. It was never a division.
1: Well, whats your face has got the belt.
0: Yes, Amanda Nunes is the champion. I don't think they have five female featherweights on roster.
1: Maybe they can pay Grandma to, uh... <laughs> to get smashed <laughs> by Amanda Nunes? Sure! I mean, sure, I'm down to watch it, but... Could she, come on, Grandma versus Nunes? I'd pay for that. In Brazil? Knock, let her knock her weave off.
0: She would, too. Nunes would murder that poor woman. <laughs> 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 oh, she like that's eat three punches, get taken down, and then smashed with elbows until your face is an unrecognizable mess. Uh-huh. Anyway, and then uh, she take her, eight,
1: then she take her weave back to Brazil.
0: That would be her scalp. <laughs> so just take it with her and like mount, and uh, it, it'll like be in a glass display case on her. Okay, how about this? How about they sign Grandma? She <laughs> fights him. <laughs> this poor woman, I don't know what her
1: name is, and I'm not bothering to look. Um, so she fights Grandma right? And then Amanda Nunez beats the living shit out of her. And then she takes her weave, and then she joins the Dark Collective.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> Why would you bring up that stupid, <laughs> stupid thing?
1: I, uh, in talking to somebody on Twitter earlier, I I mashed up that in the Dark Order, because I couldn't remember their names individually.
0: Who cares, <laughs> They're both rip-offs of a crappy TNA gimmick from a few years ago that was like the, the Death City Council, or wasn't there a tag team that was the Dark City Fight Club that had a run in ROH like 10 years ago?
1: Yeah, I'd know the answer to that. You know, for uh, I, for those of you who... <laughs> for those, right, we
0: have, we've got too far off the rails. Point I being, was going to say,
1: for those of you who like came here for Strictly
0: Boxing, we are sorry. <laughs> it's late, and the fights have been amusing. Um, and point being, for those of you who are interested in MMA, I host the 411 Ground and Pound MMA podcast. Please give us a listen... If you like what you hear, please like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend. Tell an enemy if you think that uh, that's something that will give them misery. I don't care who listens. (laughs) Uh, So tune in for that. We'll preview 246. We'll talk about all the news that's broken since the new year has come about, which has been relatively quiet, but there's some stuff we'll talk about.
1: Dana White apparently wanted to sign Grandma's niece, who stopped a burglary from happening at a Best Buy.
0: You know, there was a thing on Twitter, and it was somebody ranking like the worst fan ba- the, not, the worst fan bases in MMA. Not total fandoms, but like you know, if you get down to the hardcore fans of fu- of this fighter, they're the worst. This person's opinion started with Khabib, second Conor, and it went downhill from there and the correct response to all of this was the worst kind of fans in MMA are the Dana White Stan fans
1: they're the worst okay so I listened to a podcast of guys that are probably 10 years my junior and they use the word Stan a lot is this a thing people are doing i'm old and I don't know what's happening in the world all I, all I know I... is some some wrestler's daughter once yelled at a at, at a lady and now she's in trouble and she's fighting men and the world has gotten to a place that I don't understand what is standing why you, why why can't we just be obsessed with people why does it got to be standing isn't that an M M&M m song where are my pants
0: um not going to lie, I know what it means only in context. I've never seen an actual definition okay. or actually used it spoken aloud in a sentence or written, to the best of my knowledge, prior to quoting that tweet right now.
1: Okay, I believe it comes from an Eminem
0: song. It, mm. Again, knowing what it is in context, it's just people, like, irrationally defending something. Got it. So, I again, I don't know where it comes from. I imagine it started with a typo. Like I stand, I stand with so and so, but they forgot the D, and it just has blossomed into a full blown meme at this point because sure. our dumb society. <laughs> point being, yeah, no, Dana White's the worst. Yes, he is. All right, so for all your MMA related needs, feel free to check that out. Um, I posted my. 2019 MMA year-end awards column in the MMA zone of 411mania.com so feel free to check that out if you're so inclined
1: oh hey and Robert's going to be doing two uh damn you Hollywoods with Andrew Graham Uh, I won't be able to make those because of some personal slash health issues I've got going on and just timing has not worked out but he'll be reviewing in full 1917, which is fucking amazing, by the way. And I'm sad I'm not going to get a chance to talk about it. Can I just
0: it. say, if, you don't find, if it's not horror movies you find a way to get out of talking about with me, it's good movies. <laughs> like, why can't you have a health scare for bad boys for life? I'm just saying. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Michael Bay's Drek i will podcast from my deathbed sir 1917 you know i got a thing maybe uh, I, I, think... I i just have to point it out and it's sad because i'm i'm going i'm sad i'm not going to be talking about it with you either because so often we have to talk about crap that when we talk about something good it's nice uh, yeah, I
1: saw it Friday night. Um, I loved it, and uh, it was a it was a jarring and just a just a portrait of heroism rarely seen in the cinema these days. That doesn't that you know not counting like hero movies, quote unquote.
0: Uh, even hero movies aren't this heroic. Like this yeah. is because these are like really real people kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas hey, Captain Marvel, there's nothing in. God-